Welcome back, and it's us, and and we're all excited here, and it's Junior Funners, and it's it's your favorite, it's your favorite boys, it's the Junior Funners in the fu- back in the fun shack for this week. Uh, my name, of course, is Ollie Munster, and uh, that there across from me is Lawrence Yates. Hello. And uh, apologies in advance. I uh, today I seem to have uh, been hit with. An entire summer's worth of hay fever in one day. Um, I don't. I mean, I get hay fever a bit, but I usually, you know, I use the uh, the old the old Beckonese nasal spray as a plug for them if they want to get involved in the sponsorship side of things. Junior funners, but uh, yeah, normally that's enough to handle it. For some reason today, it's just uh, yeah, my my brain is like mostly mucus, and it's all coming out of my face. So. Sorry in advance if you hear me uh, wiping my nose or if I sound snotty or nasal or gross. Um, just, uh, yeah, trying to trying to do best I can. Like we all are, really, aren't we? You know? Yeah. Just, yeah, like, you know, just, just, just back off. Anyway, we're here and uh, it's the fun shack and it's summertime and we love it. I think I've covered all of those points. And uh, we're here to talk about the football. Uh, we, love, we love the football. We love it, don't we, folks? We love the football. I I do. Yeah, big fans of the of the footy and that. So uh, particularly Arsenal, we're here to talk about Arsenal because we like Arsenal. So we'll start off with some news about Arsenal in a segment that we call Arsenal News. jingle and we love it folks don't we it's a nice jingle it's our favorite i'm gonna stop doing that now um <coughs> but yeah arsenal news um uh, another game another win yeah two wins out of two for the first time first to start time the season for 10 years jesus christ that's pretty poor isn't it yeah um and it wasn't it wasn't easy um burnley at home i thought i expected it to be easier if i'm honest i, I thought given Given our home form was by far our strongest, uh, the strongest thing about last season's campaign, um, but yeah, we we got the the three points and uh, some promising signs from uh, from the new signings, particularly Danny Ceballos. Yeah, it pretty pretty good. It was uh, very refreshing to see a player, especially like a mid midfielder, who actually wants to uh, uh, drive forward with the ball. And not just sort of uh, stand there and try and do a sideways pass. Yeah, just try to pick a pass, and yeah. if it doesn't work, just kind of throw his arms up. Yeah, and then that was that was that was very refreshing. Seeing him fight to win the ball back if he lost it. Um, that yeah, that is something that seems to have been uh, out of vogue in the Arsenal midfield for yeah. quite a while. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, you know, maybe he got a little bit lucky. Everything he was trying seemed to come off for him. You know, all of his little like flicks and tricks and stuff looked very impressive. Um, but yeah, very, very promising. Um, if he manages to keep that up over the season, then I don't know. I know he's only, he's only on loan for, for the rest of the season, but, um, well, we should, I think we should splash the cash, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, again, this is after one match, but yeah, yeah I mean, it, it looks all signs point to, you know, he's, he may very well end up being the real deal. And um, yeah, especially in a side where, as we've, as we've discussed before, we've got more than a couple of kind of uh, some 
passive players, shall we say. Yeah. Um, it's nice to sort of see someone in that Santi Cazola, uh, Fabregas mold of, you know, the Spanish, uh, you know, Spanish dude that just bosses the, the midfield and is able to track back, win the ball back, set up, attack, uh, set up a, a move, play people through, um, go past anyone. Pretty much. Oh, that was the other thing, wasn't it? The the uh, the Nicolas Pepe nutmeg yeah. on uh, Ben Mee. That was pretty fun. That was sort of a, n- a nice little kind of glimpse of what he's what he's able to do. I think he just needs uh, time to adapt and get his fitness because he's been at the uh, Africa Cup of Nations with Ivory Coast. So you know, hopefully he'll uh, get used to it and uh, get his fitness and form back because he is a good player from what I've seen and yeah on clips of YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, research. Yeah, you know that pass to Aubameyang was a bit. Um, you could tell he wasn't quite fully fit. That was real, real sort of a bit of a lump on it. Yeah, it was, yeah, too soft. It wasn't like. Yeah, it was, I, I it was think, behind him a bit, and uh, yeah, yeah, didn't really. I think yeah, Aubameyang wasn't able to sort of take it in stride yeah. like he normally would. But I think that's that's the other thing as as well as getting his fitness back. Pepe also sort of got a figure out where he fits in with this mm. di- like attacking dynamic that already exists between Aubameyang and Lacazette mm. um which I'm sure he will you know fairly quickly it seems as though he's sort of he's he's, he's building towards it um but yeah that's very promising as well um and David Luiz yeah. didn't look too terrible apart from one um one dodgy kind of back pass um he looked pretty Pretty, I mean, pretty commanding in a way that Arsenal haven't had yeah. that sort of presence at the back for quite a while. You have someone now who's a bit of a personality now. I think yeah. Shoney, now that maybe it's because of what happened recently, but he never really sort of, I don't know. He wasn't a, um, I didn't really consider him a big personality, but maybe I'm wrong, but he didn't look it. He always looked I think kind he was, of like... Yeah, he was maybe a little anonymous. Yeah. Um, he just sort of did the work, but wasn't like... You never felt that he was in charge. Yeah. Like, he, he, like I said, he'd, he'd do the work himself. He'd do what was required of him, but he would, often it would be very good. I think but, it was mainly like Mertesaka who was the, yeah. the guy bossing everybody around, but... Yeah, because he was the biggest. He was a big, big German. The alpha, and, yeah. And... Uh, he was, yeah. So I think David Luiz, I think, you know, he's done all right so far. But, um. It was always funny to see those photos of, uh, Mertesacker stood next to Santi Cazola. Yeah. Because. <laughs> there needs to be like, uh, five, five, ten, uh, five, five, eleven, five, ten, you know? Yeah. 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 Because Cazola was like, a, yeah. He was like a little dude. And then, what was Mertesacker? He was like six, five, six, six. six. Yeah, seven like that. Six, six. Yeah. Just yeah, it looks. It I mean yeah, it looks like it's been photoshopped, or it's like a forced perspective thing. Mm. And Cazola stood way further away from the camera than Murtasaka is. But um, yeah, that's always fun. Big guy stood with a little guy. It's just with David Luiz. I know it wasn't his fault, but um, when Burnley equalised, I know it was a deflection off um Socrates, but it kind of feel like was it? I think was it Socrates or Gunduzi? I can't remember. I think Mike McGinn do No, it was um uh Socrates went to press but then the ball flicked off his leg. Oh and then it went to um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashley Barnes. Yeah. But I kind of feel like that's the one thing. I know it wasn't his fault necessarily, but it's kinda of like where he 
he may not like move the same time as Socrates, so he leaves that yeah to keep him on side. Yeah, but even though he, you know it wasn't necessarily his fault, but still. Yeah, um, sort of see that a lot with Mustafi. You know, he'd sort yeah. of not move in time with the rest of the line, and then just throw his hand up and try and claim offside, even though you know it's all on him. But I think, uh, yeah, because David Luiz worked with Emery at PSG, so uh, they've got that kind of. They know he knows him. He knows his what he can do, and all that. And yeah. I'm sure it's weird watching um, because now they're allowed to go into the box to receive it from a goal kick. Yeah, and I don't know whether that actually creates more pressure because you have less it, space. <laughs> yeah, I I noticed that as well. It's sort of like, uh. I feel like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of kind of um, slip-ups with teams trying to play out from the back this season um, doing that. Because I think, it, yeah, I think for some teams it is it is going to invite more pressure and it's sort of, you know, I, yeah, I guess whether, whether you, you know, your centre-back is going to be able to handle it or not. It's just, luckily Arsenal can play from the back, but there were times where it's just like, you're making it way too difficult for yourself. They were kind of rushing goal kicks at times yeah just like just be patient just like i don't know yeah because it's like all of you can pass and you can play it long as what well. like you know like not just like hoofing it up but like you can you can play longer passes yeah uh, like it doesn't it doesn't have to come from a goal kick you know what i mean it's like it, yeah because there were times i just felt like you're making bernie look better than in many ways than they really are they just yeah. kind of like become the new uh stoke yeah, a little bit. I'd, yeah, like Sean Dyche in his post-match interview was a bit salty. He was like moaning about like ah oh, that diving wasn't it? Players got to stop diving. Referees got to stop all the you know players diving. It's like there wasn't, yeah. wasn't any diving. I was going to say yeah, what because he clearly wasn't talking about like a specific incident in the match because there wasn't any. No, just this is just some weird chip on his shoulder that he decided like same old Arsenal always cheating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like we lost the match, so I'm just just to deflect any attention from the fact that we lost. I guess I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna use this as a platform to complain about a thing that is going to, you know, like with VAR, it's going to get dealt with. So it's yeah. like, a, yeah, uh, yeah, that was that was a weird one. Well, so is it true that Ashley Barnes is John Barnes's son? Uh, possibly. I'm going to decide be, that it is. You heard be. it here first, folks. That's uh, yeah. And I don't know if he's um, it says he's Austrian on like Wikipedia, but I don't know whether he's like. Has he ever ever been been picked for Austria? I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. You, you reckon an England call up? No, really. <laughs> no, because he's too. Well, too well. We need young players in the England team. I don't want. No, we need yeah, we need Glenn He's, Murray, we need Andy Carroll. Yeah, yeah. Need option. We need we need a, yeah, we need yeah, another yeah. option. We you need know? It gives uh, you proper center forward. Yeah. No nonsense. Just beat people out of the He's way. He's kind of like a. He kind of reminds me of like a sort of English Diego Costa. Dare I say English? But <laughs> he is kind of like a Diego Costa. Not as prolific goal scoring, but no, yeah, not he, by a long fucking He's kind way. of a yeah. kind of a kind of a cunt. You know? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. You come, yeah. you come, beat me up now. Now, now that I've said it. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. But that, like you said, that's the mold of most of that Burnley team, isn't it? Like yeah. they're all just you know, just big fucking like rugby players almost. Yeah, they're just uh, yeah, yeah. They'll smash it out of the way. But Nick Pope, you know, he looked good at times. Well, I don't know whether um, he did make a couple of good yeah. saves. Yeah, I think he he was, you know, the game probably stayed at two one 
because of him. And you know, if it was that, a, um, a chance of Barmyang had could have been three one almost. Was it? Yeah. Was that before he scored? I think it might have been before. I think he it was scored. before. Yeah, yeah. It was before half time. I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Nick Pope probably kept the minute. Yeah. I, yeah. I wonder if Joe they Hart were playing goal, so deep. It yeah. It was just hoof it to uh, Chris Wood and then try and uh, get across or something like that or yeah. corner or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a not particularly um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh pretty game. Similar yeah. to the, the Newcastle match. Yeah. But it's good that Arsenal are winning matches without necessarily playing the kind of more aesthetically pleasing football mm. uh, that we've all come to. We're gonna have to do that with Liverpool on set on is it yeah. which day is it? Um I think it's Saturday. Yeah. It's this this the late kickoff on Saturday. Like, people yeah. have taken what um, Socrates said in, in out of sort of out of context a bit, saying like, "Oh, he'd prefer to play Liverpool than Burnley." Mm. Like it, what he meant to say was, they don't, they're not as physical. They're not yeah. like a long ball physical team. They actually try to play football. Yeah. So it's like in many ways, it's like for him, it's like a bit easier, but obviously not. It's not easier. But what he means is, it's like it's not going to be physically demanding. But yeah, but they they. These typical people in the media taking yeah. it out of context. Yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah, that's what they do. Um, but it, I, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter because it's just. It, when was the last time we went to Anfield and didn't just get brutally murdered? Yeah, I, I don't think. I think now that I don't know, um, Allison isn't going to be in goal, so there could be chances that you're in there. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't look particularly good against Southampton, which is yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did. They had a couple of wobbly moments, um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I but I I just think that like it, yeah. Even if like Liverpool aren't up to, aren't quite up to the speed they were at, you know, towards the end of last season, hmm. it's still just like every time we've gone to Anfield, in, yeah. Like the last few seasons, it's just been you know, it's just been brutal. It's just you know, we just get absolutely, um, yeah, eviscerated. It's mm. just, it's, yeah, not particularly fun to watch. So, good that we won the opening two games, yeah. at least. We got those. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I guess pretty soon Liverpool are going to be the only team with a 100% record. Yep. Um, well, I hope, I hope for at least a draw. If, that, if we come away from a draw, that would be all right, but I doubt it. But, yeah. Um, yeah. At least um, try and get something. I don't know. But. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, just, I'm expecting another, you know, 4-1, 5-1 drubbing. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Don't think. I, do, you know? I don't think someone like Tierney would be playing. I don't know if he's fit enough. I, I think know. he's not due back until early October. Oh, yeah. Um, from his uh, hernia surgery. I think him so, and yeah, uh, I can imagine. Yeah, I don't think our defense is probably going to be good enough. Maybe if we got Mon- well, Monreal. He's. I mean, he's okay. He was Monreal. Captain the weekend, wasn't he? He was captain so. Burnley. Um, yeah. Which I guess. And then, Maitland-Niles is. You know, I I just don't know whether I think they might target him because he's uh, probably the weak link in the back. Yeah, right back. they might target him. He's very good going forward. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Kalasnac might be starting again though. Mm. Um, he... Depends on because there are people I've seen like speculating that he might try and play a back three. <laughs> but then I don't, who would. What, how, uh, yeah, how, so you have who, like maybe Socrates, David yeah. Luiz, and Monreal. 
and then yeah. Klazanach and Maitland Niles. Yeah. Maybe. I Possibly. Don't know. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I don't think Mary wants to play that way. I think he wants to play his his uh four two three one, whatever it four three three, four two three one thing. Yeah. It was I yeah, I mean I, it was odd seeing Torreira come on as a sub mm. right at the end, given how sort of integral he seemed last season. Uh, I'd like to see him starting against Liverpool um, instead of, you know, Guendouzi's still... Um, still a bit error-prone. A little bit raw, yeah. Very talented, but clearly, yeah. Just, he needs uh, to, like, needs to uh, bulk up, dude. Yeah. He needs to, like, to, lift, yeah. get, lift weights, bro. Get swole, yeah. He needs to talk to, needs to, talk to the rock. Because um, that guy's just like a giant... Yeah. Freak now. <laughs> yeah, now that it's weird now that he's not in WWE, he now looks extremely ripped. Yes. <laughs> he's yeah, the size of the a nice fucking uh, barn. He must uh, get some of the good testosterone stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only the best testosterone for uh, for the rock. Speaking um, I was uh, last week I was going to look at any Arsenal fa- uh, wrestler Arsenal fans and I couldn't really find any. Yeah. I found uh they had like a little segment with um, Becky Lynch. Don't know, you know Becky Lynch. Mm. She's an Irish. I think she's the women's champion. And they sort of gave her an Arsenal shirt, and she pulled that. Wow, I can't believe it, face. I don't know whether she's faking <laughs> it. And then they had. I can't imagine a wrestler faking anything. Yeah. To be honest, they seem yeah. pretty. Wrestler fake is fake. Yeah, come and, on. And uh, they had these two women wrestlers, uh, Sasha Banks, who's Snoop Dogg's niece, I think. Oh, it's, and, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Her. At the time, a sort of tag team partner, I think, Bailey, who's like just another female. They visited the training ground and whatever. That's yeah. the only thing I could find. But however, the I did find someone who is a Spurs supporter. Oh. You'll never guess. Uh, it's not McMahon, is it? No. Okay. Not, not. John Cena. Oh, what? Come on. Yep. That's very disappointing. That's, <sighs> uh, yeah, that's a bummer, man. Because, I mean, everyone likes John Cena. Yeah. But that, that's... I don't know. Hey, John Cena is a Spurs fan? I can't see that. Because <laughs> he, he does the thing. He does the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was disappointed to see that, but... Yeah, that sucks. Um, but, yeah. So it seems that it's, yeah, a lot of a lot of ladies, possibly, in the Arsenal yeah, Cup. So. Probably because of our dominance in the, the, the women's yeah. uh, Premier League for the last decade or so. It might even go beyond that, but yeah. Um, so yeah, was there any other Arsenal news before we talk about it? other? Well, there business? was a I saw on the BBC that um, Stan Kroenke's son Josh Josh Kroenke, I think his name, he did an interview with uh, David Ornstein, who Jonker. does from yeah from uh, yeah from BBC Sport, yeah, and uh, yeah. He did an interview basically talking about how uh, the loss to Chelsea in the Europa League final basically was what uh, spurred them to uh, go on this big transfer thing that they had uh, spending that they uh, did over the summer. Okay. They basically changed their transfer policy from what it was like under Wenger. We'll just just make do with uh, sort of average young players. Maybe, Maybe we can sell them for, you know, a bit of money and then... Yeah. It's like no, we must compete. Yeah. We we must compete. Um, uh, yeah. So that's well. Hopefully that yeah. That's not just like you know, 
bullshit. Yeah, you know, he, he was talking about management talk, but he, he yeah, was, that's encouraging. He was talking about how uh, when he's in Los Angeles, he uh, when the matches are on at like four in the morning, and uh, yeah, oh, his girlfriend doesn't like it because he's shouting at the telly and the <laughs> and all things. So if he, he seems like if he says that's what he does, then uh, I'm, yeah, I th- yeah, I mean, I, I I think I said in the last episode, yeah, Arsenal are pretty big in America some reason I, don't know, I mean when i went to la a couple of years ago there was yeah met quite a few and you know like they they do like they meet in pubs on like sunday morning at like 5 a.m to mm. watch matches and stuff and it's yeah it's uh yeah i always imagine it never sets the sun in los angeles i always imagine it's just always sunny like in the gta it's kind of yeah it's a little bit like that yeah it's like it's about five minutes of night time and then sun's back again yeah yeah it doesn't take long <laughs> Yeah, that's just pretty much it. But um, yeah, and yeah, the only other I think Arsenal news I saw was that yeah, is just going on from the Socrates comments about you know not wanting to play Liverpool so soon. Uh, I think Emery literally said like yeah, we'd rather not play Liverpool this early in the season, mm. but what can we do? Um, so yeah, I think have we got we've got Spurs right after Liverpool as well, haven't we? I think, or is there another match in between then? I don't know. I'd have to check the schedules again. I don't. Like Keep up the yeah. schedules, but um, I think it's yeah. I think we got um, yeah. I think it's, it's Liverpool, and then I think we've got Spurs at home. Hmm. It's that I think that's like yeah, start of September. The yeah, Tottenham got away with it against uh, Man City. Yeah, lucky handball. Yeah, and people. Know. That's the thing. People are having a go at VAR when it's not. VAR, it's the new handball rule they brought in. Yeah, yeah, because it, 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 I remember I, I, I watched Match of the Day 2 on Sunday and they just, there was this just huge, like, discussion that it felt it felt like it took up most of the show, I'm sure, but I'm sure it just... Mm, they it, have to, because there's only, like, yeah, two games on on yeah, Sunday, so... I'm sure it was just... But yeah, it was just, yeah, Danny Murphy, Mark Chapman, <laughs> and um, fucking Tim Cahill Hmm. Talking about VAR, and it, it's all all of the same points that have been brought up over the last year and a half about it. And I was just like, I can't, I can't listen to another conversation about VAR. I'm just sick yeah. of it. Like it, it's just, it's not. It was. It was. Wait the... and see. Like just let's just let just give it a chance. Like yeah, let's ha- let's just have games where the referee gets it wrong, and it was clearly offside. He didn't see it. If only we had VAR. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that cost us this this decision cost us this or that number of points. Uh, yeah, I can't I can't moan at the ref anymore when he gets it wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it looks as though we do. Yeah, first of September. It's uh, North London derby. We're at home to Spurs immediately after uh, going away to Anfield. So yeah, yeah. it's a tough couple of weeks uh, for Arsenal. Uh, but then, yeah, after that, we go away to Watford. So that could potentially be a bit yeah. easier. Danny Welbeck comes on. Oh, my God, a hat trick. Yeah. And then <laughs> he's come back to haunt his us. His foot just snaps clean off yeah. in the 90th minute. Oh, dear. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, where he was, you know, he wasn't going to get in if we signed someone like Nicolas Pepe. I mean, sorry, you're not, you're yeah. probably not going to get in the team. Yeah, he's been out for so long with injuries, and it's just everyone's like, the whole the whole rest of the team would have moved up like you know he'd have just so much to catch up on hmm. it's just yeah it's it's unfortunate i like danny welbeck but hmm. yeah yeah i'd rather 
rather see him uh, happy somewhere else rather than, you know, just stuck on the bench. Yeah. But, um, Coming on for Troy Deeney. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's wild. They, like, he's still, like, first choice for what... I, yeah, that's... I remember that. Do you remember that post-match interview he did with next to Ryan Fraser, where he's basically just talking shit? Yeah. And Ryan Fraser has this, just pulling all the yeah wide-eyed surprise. Yeah, things. he's basically saying that. Yeah, he was saying that like the ref kind of like, yeah, the ref screwed them both over, but it was like, yeah, I think he was trying to equate like a yeah like two incidents that weren't com- like comparable at all. Um, they got they got away with it, and they know it. He said something like, something "Yeah, like something, yeah." They know tra- it. Yeah, they know the lads tried to do our lad, and it was just and they know like, it. yeah, it was just uh, shut up, Troy Deeney. Yeah, um, fancies yeah. himself a pundit every now and then. It's quite yeah. funny. Yeah, it's just speaking of people that fancy themselves as pundits, I listened to uh, some of the United match last as we were recording this last night. The Man United. Um, Wolves match, and uh, it was yeah on Five Live, and it was like the the pundit they had on that was Chris Sutton. Oh yeah, and uh, oh my god, like is is he like? I'm not just saying this to be like facetious. Like, is he like genuinely on the spectrum? Like, does is he like undiagnosed with some form of autism? Because he just seems to not like. He just seems like just incapable of like joy or expressing anything or picking up like cues from other people like you know like if the other hosts are sort of making jokes or whatever um he's just weirdly confrontational like he was saying i think he was saying before the match apparently something about like steve like newcastle aren't you know who in newcastle are going to get this better than steve bruce and it was like the whole point i think the whole you know, Newcastle fans are saying we had someone better than yeah. Steve Bruce. You know, like we, there was no reason for Rafa Benitez to leave. Like, you know, it's just because of my and yeah. So and then he like, you know, they were reading out. Mark Chapman was reading out like emails or texts from Newcastle fans, and he was just sort of you know. I think when sort of straw manning his way through. Uh, <laughs> I think when is I think if either like I don't know like producer or whoever I think they have to be told like you're the. No nonsense, uh, contrarian yeah. type who gets fans riled up and phoning in and yeah. saying, "You don't know what you're talking about." I think that's the whole point is to try and like yeah. talk shit and get people phoning in. Maybe like, talk sport yeah. do it all the time. We've always got some dumbass pundit who like just says anything. Yeah, I can't. I I can't listen to talk sport for that exact reason. Like it's just, and then like you said, they get people phoning. Like the people that fall for it that phone in have even like worse mm. th- like even less thought out opinions about the topic and it's just it, yeah just this ever declining fucking like black hole sky sports <laughs> youtube channel they have to have like either a hot take from grand Sunis, which one was um recently wilfred zaha he's good enough for barcelona or madrid but, <laughs> but, but paul pogba isn't you know <laughs> And uh, sorry, yeah, World Cup winner Paul Pogba is uh, is not good enough no. for and, uh, um, Real Barcelona. Okay. And uh, they've always got to have uh, Jamie Carragher, uh, Gary Gary Neville uh, have heated debate, and it's never. It's just yeah. There's a brief like five seconds where they talk over each other for a bit, but that's that counts as heated debate. Yeah, that's all because that is, but because they've worked together for so long now, it's very like they're clearly like good mates at this point. You know, they would have they would have played for England together. Like yeah. you know, they're not. 
because just because one of them is from like one of them's Liverpool and one of them's Manchester. Yeah. People like to imagine that, you know, they're constantly like at each other's throats or I think what more what it's about is like what we've talked about in the past where it's like this fan culture of like oh Carragher owned him you know or like oh Neville just Gary Neville destroys yeah. Jimmy Carragher with facts and logic it's like it's, it's like, the reality is like they're both just kind of stupid it's just like wrestling it's like these people are yeah. the marks they're, yeah they're the ones who fall for it and think it's this is all real and yeah yeah there yeah people really do like buy in and that like the the weird sort of nonsense drama of these storylines that don't exist, that only exist uh, in their minds. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they, it only exists because of whatever they've seen on Sky Sports News or because, you know, because Sky Sports on, you know, whatever game they're showing, they have to fill an hour and a half, yeah. two hours of build up. So they have to just say something to fill the fucking yeah. space. Um, we, we're going to have an interview with a 78-year-old who's been a United fan all his life. Yeah. He can't wait for the game. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. It, or even just even just like talking to the pundits. It's like someone that's been out of the game in a professional capacity for 30, 40 years. Um, but yeah, no, let's talk to them about VAR. Like that's, yeah, let's talk to them about VAR. Like it's, it doesn't... Former former Coventry City midfielder. Um, yeah. Some can't remember his name. Danny and, Mills. Yeah. And uh, what's his view on uh, the VAR? Yeah. It's like a, a technology and a way of officiating matches that they like would not have been conceivable when they were playing. Mm. Like there was just no, nobody was even like thinking about it. And they're expected to be like, you know, oh yeah, well if I was playing, like it, it, it shut up, like no, like it, it's, it's a perspective that adds nothing. It's yeah. yeah. It's quite funny though on um <clears throat> on the article I was reading in the um on the BBC with um Josh Cronker and uh, someone in the comments, I don't know whether it was just a deliberate troll, but somebody is like the lowest rated comment. Someone said something like, "Well, Arsenal fans are just." Jealous that Tottenham have won a European trophy, <laughs> and I'm like, that, is this Audi Cup? Yeah, I think is this this got to be a troll? And yeah, that, people, that's people were funny. like, "What? What have you been smoking?" Yeah, no, that's pretty. That uh, that's a pretty good troll. That's funny. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I think I, I what what is the betting that uh, our friend Martin actually just wrote that? I, I wouldn't that, be surprised. Feels, it was like somebody. Like it was a name called Bianca Johnson or something like that. <laughs> I was like, this has got to be a, a a troll. I don't know. That's amazing. That is. I think that yeah, there is something about like those BBC uh, sport thing. Like when you're like looking at like the live updates of matches, and they they just they'll like have like a, a bunch of texts from fans like in between hmm. updates on the match there's some real gold in there like in terms of just like fan stupidity i felt like the most common thing is that it will be like uh they'll be slagging off a particular player um like you know they'll be like it's usually like united fans being like um matt like oh when matter it's you know Clearly, he's just here for the money. I don't know why Solskjaer picks him every week. Uh, he doesn't care about the club. He should go. And then it's like later on that day, you'll watch match of the day, and then that player, like I said, Juan Mata, for example, will be singled out as having played really well. 
Although he'll go and score a goal. Or it, yeah, or two it, goals and an assist. He'll set up. Yeah, he'll have set up like the goals that they scored or whatever. It's just like yeah, like those people just like, like I don't know what it is. It's just like maybe like one they make one bad pass or something, and it's just immediate, yeah. like it's just like that. They just turn on a fucking dime, and it's just like uh, always hated him. No, he's always been bad. He's always been bad. I really, I really wanted to like it didn't work, but I really wanted to, to do those have your say where I would just say something really banal like. uh they didn't want that uh, goal to go in. Yeah, so I really, I really hoped that it would work. It didn't work. That's like um, if they want to, if they want to <laughs> score a goal, they've got to try and score a goal. Yeah, it's simple as simple you know? as that's that's football. That's what football is. Like Michael Owen level of punditry. Or um, yeah, do you, I, do you remember when Mark Bright was still commentating? There was like yeah. a there was a hot minute like a few years ago where Mark Bright was commentating on like. I think it was mostly like international match. I think they, they had him as like part of the coverage, maybe one of the World Cups or one of the Euro tournaments. Um, and it really was like that for me. That is like the low watermark of punditry was when Mark Bright was doing it because it really is. And, you know, there's a lot of like really like like we were just saying, there's a lot of really like bad pundits with stupid takes on stuff. But Mark Bright was it literally was like. What he's tried to do there is he tried to put the ball in the goal, but it hasn't got in the goal. So I'd be very disappointed with that. And then they'll show like they'll show the replay and it's from a different angle. And it's like, yeah, you can see here, he's tried to put the ball in the goal and it just hasn't got in the goal. I love Alan Shearer's an- analysis. Takes a touch, takes a touch, passes the ball, and then gets in box, takes another touch, and, and kicks it in the goal. It's Great it's, analysis, Alan. It really Great. is. like It's never more obvious that like match of the day have like a team of interns doing all of that like doing all the research and stuff for those clips that when Alan Shearer is trying to read his notes and keep up with what's going on on the screen at the same time like it's yeah like he's because he just he's always like tripping over what he's saying um forgetting players names it's always you know to his mate uh 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 uh, uh, Zaha like he's like it's yeah it's never clearer asking them questions yeah. Ask, he's always asking them questions. It hasn't come off for him, but he's asking the question. And it's just, yeah, it's always he's like... He's got show ambition. It's, yeah, it's it's never more obvious that like that stuff is largely prepared for them. Hmm. I don't doubt that they, you know, they watch the matches, like, you know, they watch the matches and probably make notes in real time. But all that stuff where it's like you see the arrows hmm. and like the like grayed out areas of the pitch and stuff. All of that is being prepared by like a team of researchers and interns. My um, favourite ones are where they highlight the ref and they show like his vision. Yeah, that Those is are the always... best ones. <laughs> like his fucking Cyclops from X Men. He's just got like this laser thing, this this cone of like, like. Just... And he obviously couldn't see from the highlighted area to the yeah. non He obviously is. He was just like, God. And um, yeah, my favourite one was when Robbie Savage was on Five Live. It was um, Arsenal against Wolves, I think. And you, it was this was at the time when uh, Chris Waddle talked shit about Wilcott Senior and got football uh, brain yeah. and all this shit. And then um, I think it was uh, the, the weekend Chris after... Chris doesn't have a regular brain, yeah. so... And uh, I think it was the week after or so and they were playing Wolves and uh, Robbie Sarah was like, yeah, I agree with Chris. Uh, Phil yeah. Wilcott, you know, he just doesn't have... That's why he's uh, he's not really... And then... 
a minute later, he scores a goal. <laughs> and Robbie Savage is like, oh, commentator's curse. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, oh, maybe you're just a big stupid dumbass, Robbie. Maybe you're just full of fucking shit. <laughs> It's just, almost like you don't have a fucking clue what you're talking about. And then for some reason they decided he was good enough for BT. Well, BT are just desperate. Man. That is, like, yeah, because I've, I've watched a couple of matches on BT so far this season. It is like, it's always, it's usually the early kickoff on Saturdays and then they go to like their, their version of the, like the soccer Saturday thing on Sky Sports where they've got, you know, people watching the matches and telling you what's happening. And it is like... It's just a real rogues gallery of the absolute worst, like the people you would least want to be commentating on a match. It's, it's always some variation of Robbie Savage, Chris Sutton. Genus. Jermaine, yeah, sometimes Michael Owen, um, Peter Crouch. I don't, I don't know where this whole thing's come from, where like everyone suddenly loves Peter Crouch. Like, I think he's fine. But like everyone's just like he does the robot and a, he yeah. doesn't take himself too remember, seriously. Remember when he did the robot? Um, but yeah, this whole thing of like just yeah, Crouchy, Crouchy's a legend. The Peter Crouch podcast, we love Peter Crouch. It's just like firstly, I've back never off. actually listened to it. No, I haven't. Well, I, you know, I don't listen to the competition. But yeah, yeah, firstly, back off, Crouchy. There's enough football podcasts without you know anyone actually famous getting involved. So quit eating our lunch. Um, but yeah, say so this whole thing of like, I mean, whoever his publicist is has done a really good job because everyone, everyone seems to have bought into this whole thing of like, hey, it's Crouchy, yeah, like it's yeah, yeah, like he's just everyone's mate, uh, yeah, uh, whatever. He goes to his mansion in his. I can't, I can't imagine what he drives. Being that, he probably has to have like a double decker bus, yeah. maybe. He has to sit in the back. Yeah, or he just, yeah, or they've just knocked the front of the top deck out so he can just you know, yeah. comfortably sit there. Um, oh, low bridge. Oh, shit. <laughs> Former England footballer Peter Crouch has died today in a car accident. Uh, it's uh, it's yeah. like that scene in... Um, I, I haven't seen the film, but I've seen that clip where um, <clears throat> in The Hangover Part 3 where they're on a motorway or somewhere and oh, there's yeah. a giraffe and, like gets, and yeah, the giraffe gets giraffe. killed by... yeah. Poor giraffe. That's, uh, yeah... I don't think I, I haven't seen any of those films. I know no. the first one's supposedly all right, but yeah, man, does that just seem? I posted about it recently. It just seems like it really kind of the success of the first Hangover movie just meant that for a while, uh, all comedy films had to be like three or four dudes just shouting mm. at each other for like all like really really long extended takes where they're clearly improving and it's just, you know, depending on your feelings about the specific actors in the scene, it's just, you know, it, that's, that would be whether you like it or not. You know, if you, if you like Steve Carell yelling at, uh, you know, Steve Buscemi, then you'll like the incredible Burt Wonderstone. But if you don't like either of those guys or you don't like the thought of them just yelling at each other for two hours, um, or Jim Carrey in some scenes, Jim Carrey shows up and they yell at each other for a bit. Uh, then yeah, that's that's not going to be for you. And it's kind of you know there's just endless amounts of like I was thinking about This Is Forty recently, that movie where it's sort of like the kind of sequel to Knocked Up, but mm. that's just nothing happens in it. Like truly, nothing happens. Like there's no there's no stakes to anything that's going on. Um, and it's really long. It's like two and a half hours long. It's just like 
Uh, he likes to eat cupcakes and his wife's telling him to stop. She's such a bitch. Women are such bitches. And then it's like John Apatow, because John Apatow's wife plays the wife in the movie, so it's like he gets to like make her feel up Megan Fox. It's like, ha, that's cool. What's that's that's fucking rad, dude. Making your wife feel up Megan Fox, that rules. Um, what happened to Megan Fox? She was another one who was everywhere and then disappeared. I don't know. Yeah, well, she... she uh, pissed off Spielberg, didn't she? Because she mm. said that Michael Bay was Hitler, <laughs> um, and Spielberg got her fired from the Transformers yeah. movies. It's like didn't think he had anything to do with that. Uh, I don't, I don't, well, no, he he was like a producer on oh, those films, see. and I think because you know he obviously <laughs> he's being Jewish and yeah. all, and making Schindler's List and all that stuff. Mm. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like yeah, don't call people Hitler, I mm. guess, but. um yeah, I mean, we, you know, we all know Michael Bay is actually worse than Hitler, so that's, yeah, she technically wrong, but she's in the right ballpark. Um, ugh, sorry, I'm still all snotted up. Speaking of Michael Bay, though, I had an idea for uh, a, a short quiz, uh, just because I'm interested in, um, I don't know, seeing, you know, what your deductive powers are, are like when it comes to uh, these these big blockbuster movies. Oh. So you I if, if we were talking before we started recording, have you ever seen any of the Fast and Furious films from start to finish? No. Okay. <clears throat> Cuz I think I've seen maybe most of the fourth one uh, left before it finished in the theater. But um so there's nine of these things now including the spin-off that's just come out Hobbs mm. and Shaw. Um, so I'm going to read a brief plot synopsis for a random film in the, the franchise, and you have to tell me which one it is. Okay. okay. So there's... Well, I, w- I won't do Hobbs and Shaw. I can't remember all the names of... They're all kind of... Okay, so... Which film in the series is this? Hobbs has Dominic and Brian reassemble their crew to take down a team of mercenaries. Dominic unexpectedly gets con. What? Gets convoluted, also facing his presumed deceased girlfriend, Letty. I don't think that's the right use of the term convoluted, but... Um, yeah, Dominic unexpectedly gets convoluted, also facing his deceased girlfriend, Letty. <clears throat> so which one of the... Uh... I can't even remember all the names of the films. There's Fast and Furious. They're fast... Oh, God. They're all, they're all good. They all just became too fast, too furious. Fast and Furious. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm just going to say Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, that's incorrect. That was Fast and Furious 6, that one. So uh, let's uh, take another look here. How many are there all together? So there's there's eight, right. not including the I'm just gonna say, Shaw spinoff. I'm just going to say the number. Now this one, I'm going to redact some information because it will make it too obvious. Uh, so, a teenager becomes a major competitor in the world of drift racing after moving in with his father in blank to avoid jail in America. That's still um, quite a big clue, even though I've redacted. I'm just going to say the first one, Fast and... Uh, just, see, I, I redacted it because it's part of the title, so that's that's another big clue. Oh, I'm not very good at this. Okay, so it's, that was... I, I assumed it might have been the first one, that might have been like a... So that was Tokyo Drift. 
That was mm. that was why. So he moves to Tokyo. That was why I didn't want to. Uh, yeah, that was why I didn't want to want to uh, mention the city there. Um, okay, let's try one more. See if you're able to uh, to get this. Uh, Brian O'Connor, back working for the FBI in Los Angeles, teams up with Dominic Toretto to bring down a heroin importer by infiltrating his operation. Um, isn't the one called The Fast and the Furious or something like that? I'll give you that. This one, yeah, that's Fast and Furious. That's that's the fourth one in oh, the series. Okay. So that's I think that's the one that I've seen most of. But uh, yeah, all of the ones, all the ones that are apparently good, I haven't seen any of them. So that was uh, that was the uh, I'm, what would be a good name for that quiz? Fast and Quizurious. Yeah. There we go. Fast and Quizurious. Uh, yeah. It's like it's like the Predator sequels. There's. There's Predator, then Predators, <laughs> and then The Predator. Yeah. And then I think there's... there's yeah, I think Predator, there's, there's Predator, Predator 2, uh, Predator versus Alien, uh, The Predator, Predators... And then I think, did it just go back to The Predator after that, I think? I don't, I, I don't know. Mm. It's, yeah. It's... Um, yeah. Yeah, but it, yeah, I think I, I think I'm just gonna go off the top of my head here. I think Fast and the Furious. There's um, the Fast and the Furious. That's the first one, and you got Too Fast, Too Furious, and you got Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, and you got Fast and Furious. That's the fourth one, and then I think after that they do just go like they're just titled after that. Like they're just the just the with the number, hmm. um, except for I think. The eighth one is the fate of the furious, so it's like F eight, the yeah. eight of the furious. Um, so yeah, that's. And if you know if we've got any of that wrong, then uh, let us know. Send us an email, juniorfunners at gmail dot com. We do actually have an email um, from just uh, just a scant three months ago. Um, that shows how often we check the inbox uh, and how often we're getting emails. So. You know, send us some send us some mail. Um, I'm trying to load up this uh, this email now, but my phone is not uh, not playing ball. There'll be another delay here while we wait for that. Um, but yeah, tweet at us at Junior Funners. Find us on Facebook. Send us an email at juniorfunners at gmail dot com. Um, so we, uh, this uh, comes to us from a, a young man named uh, Tom Tom uh, Reeves. Am I reading Reeves? Reeves. Tom Revis. Uh, he says, uh, thanks, Junior Funners, for brightening up my day and life. I love you. You make me warm and moist. Mm. Great stuff. Please give me a shout out, Big Tom. P.S. Uh, P.S. Up the burrow. So, so uh, oh, no. Oh, he's not, he's just... not even an Arsenal supporter. I was going to say, I'm sure. Well, no, I assume that up the burrow was some sort of uh, homosexual slang. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, so thanks, 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 Big Tom, uh, for, for your email. Uh, if you got anything uh, to uh, say to us like that, then let us know. Email address once again: juniorfunners at gmail dot com. But uh, yeah, we uh, yeah we love we love to hear from our fans. Um, you know, uh, if if indeed we have any. So yeah, uh, it'll be fun. Well, we have we have eleven at least on 
on the Facebook and that's true. Yeah, we've got eleven followers on Twitter. I think so. That's uh, you know we're in eight, we're eight, in double figures. Eight likes on on Facebook and uh, yeah, so we're well on the way. We're, we, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know? It's basically you know it's not gonna within a year we will have overtaken. Uh, my dad wrote a porno basically <laughs> as being the uh, premier uh, British comedy podcast. I've, I've never actually listened to that one. I, you couldn't pay me to listen to it. It's, I, it sounds like the, just the premise and everything I've heard about it. It just sounds, um, it, yeah, it just sounds awful. It's, yeah, it just sounds like, um, the most kind of Radio 4, uh, kind of cringy, you know. Yeah. A, a clearly, a clearly, clearly fake premise. Um, and just, uh, you know, is this uh, one of these, um, what I, you know, industry plants, you know, where it's like, oh yeah, this is a real actual real podcast, but it's probably made by people who, uh, in, you know, the right people. I think it, yeah. I mean, I, I, everyone involved in it sounds like they have very rich parents. So yeah, Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm almost certain that, yeah, that, that is the case. Um, but yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be taking them down, uh, momentarily. Um, that's something we should have covered in the, the podcast beefs episode, isn't it? We should mm. have, uh, talked about, you know, my dad wrote, uh, uh, my dad wrote, uh, what, what can we do for that one? How do you have to write a pornish? Or you just. So it's, it's a, it's an erotic novel, uh, I think. Uh, and it, yeah. Well, I mean, erotic novels aren't always the same, are they? Or are they? It's not really porn, is it? it I, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, you know, don't want to get all semantical. It's yeah, it's, you know, these people clearly aren't. Uh, you know, they're smart enough that they made a lot of money out of this stupid thing. I mean, like a not. book called like The Sailor at Sea with a sort of hunky man on front. I mean, that's yeah. technically an erotic novel, but yeah, it's not necessarily porn. But I think yeah, the, the, I mean, all of the all of the promo photos for my dad wrote a porno are like the guy reading the book that his dad wrote and looking like, you know, he's pulling that face I'm like, oh man, oh no, I can't believe my dad wrote about fucking pussies and dicks. And then like the, the two other people like uh, sat either side of him, like laughing and pointing. And it's like, that's every, every photo of that, uh, you know, and that's kind of, you know, again, kind of just tells you everything you need to know about it. I think um, we really should have made a podcast about, I mean, Drinking tea and making mm. cakes and bake off. And people sh- do love that shit. People like people do base their entire uh, lives around liking bake off, um, which I will I, I, never I understand. Kind of, I, I, I just can't. It makes me feel sick. Yeah, like, uh, just too much cake making. I mean, yeah, it, it just makes me feel ill. The the superior baking show is uh, definitely nailed it on Netflix, where uh, they get amateur bakers. They deliberately get like amateur bakers that are very bad to try and recreate these insanely like intricate, yeah. <laughs> like uh, these you know cakes that are made that professionally take like a week to make, but they give them like an hour and a half to make them. Isn't they just always turn out awful? That I mean that that never gets old. That's really funny. It's like you got to make a cake, but you've also got a you know. Uh, it's got to be like about like World War One or something like that. Yeah. So you've got to make a chocolate cake exactly, that also yeah. has like the Battle of the Somme or something like that. Uh, okay, so the sponge fingers are the Germans, and <laughs> and the uh, the pecan nuts are the are all the 
you know, all the dead bodies. And the bomber has to move. Like, you have to have, like, a moving, like, bomber plane on it. Like, it's, big, yeah. big cherry in the middle. That's, uh, that's um, you know, that's a tank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is, this is to, uh, to honour our brave troops. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. just make me a cake. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you going to make the cake so political? Oh, but you, you cut the cake open. It's mm. Banksy. It's like a Banksy oh, painting Banksy in the middle. In yeah, you cut it open and it's it's a turd. <laughs> That's that'd be like a Banksy cake. Like, you get no, you cut it open and there's a phone in there. That'd be like a that's a Banksy thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, like if the baby had to choose between a bottle and a phone, Whoa. like he would choose the phone. Yeah, because babies are stupid. <laughs> I hate babies. Like, Me, Banksy. I hate those, babies. Those confused dot com adverts have got to be like Banksy written. Like it's a guy in a car, and he's like, "Oh, the circus is in town," and it's like the White House with like on a what on a on a on a. On, have you not seen these ad- No, yeah. like someone's writing these adverts. They're just like they must be like either Banksy or heavily inspired by him. Just like <laughs> so it's much really, confusion. Really, either way, they're incredibly smart. Yeah, the, yeah, obviously. Yeah, very very woke. <laughs> yeah, so with it. Um. Yeah. So actually that leads in pretty nicely to uh do some some cultural appropriation. And uh yeah, so we talked about some things we don't like and let's talk about some things we like. Uh what do you got for us? Oh god, I, I'm so disorganized. I'm going to have to remember the name again. This is happens every time. Do you want me to do mine? Yeah, you can recommend. I'll do um I mean it's I I don't I don't know if anybody actually needs me to recommend this. I feel like I'm the last person in the world to have started watching it, but I have finally started watching RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, and it's really great. It is, I mean, it's genuinely very entertaining. We were talking about wrestling earlier. It is, it's kind of got that same sort of wrestling vibe to it, where it is, you know, it's a reality TV show. A certain amount of it is obviously fabricated. But, uh, yeah, you've got all these big personalities, and, you know, you get to pick a favourite, and, you, you know, there's some some villains and some some sad backstories and it's always uh yeah always very fun uh some very very funny moments as well um i've been sort of jumping around to like random seasons i haven't been watching it all in sequence because i'm watching it with uh, my girlfriend who watched some of the early seasons so we're just sort of jumping around to random seasons based on what she can remember about <laughs> that particular season you know which which queens she liked and stuff um, so uh, yeah, I'm a big big fan of Latrice Royale. I would uh, I would lay down my life for Latrice. Um, also love yeah Sharon Needle is also great and uh, yeah uh, yeah just uh, watch watch uh, watch the drag the drag racing program with uh, RuPaul. That's uh, that's my pick. I think I will recommend this week. Um, I don't think I've recommended before, but uh, a group called uh, uh, Lima. I don't think I. How are you spelling that? It's L I I M A. Oh, okay. And they had an album came out uh, back in 2017. It's called 1982. It's quite a fun record. A lot of um, you know uh, electronic music, synthy stuff, and and bloops bloops and bloops. And there's a lot of uh, it's also how to describe it, but um. Yeah, it's kind of more, um, much more of a kind of serious kind of uh, mm. melancholic to an extent, but there's also kind of um, 
There's one song on towards the end. It's only about eight tracks long, I think, this album. Yeah. Eight or nine tracks, so. And there's one towards the end, which got a bit more of a, I don't know. More of a vibe? More of a, sort of a you know, cooler vibe to it, yeah. Okay. Nice beat to it. Okay. What's that one? It's called Jonathan, something like Jonathan I Can't Tell You or something like that. Um, oh, okay. Very Smithsy. And the video is quite raunchy. It's got like oh my. sort of um, one of those um, what they call freestyle kind of dancers and girls. And they all do <laughs> kind of like weird sort of very sexual yeah. dance moves. Uh, I'll play it, sort it if I get a copyright. Whatever. I think we're all right if we're reviewing it. I think that's the law, isn't it? <laughs> Don't know if my mic's going to be able to pick it up. Well, I love it so far. Off. There's your synths. Very ambient. Yeah, noise gates playing up. Yeah. There we go. Mm. So it starts off with a very chill vibe. Yeah. It's a great video because she's in the bath. Way. Four. Come on, noise gates. It's a great film. Mm. Yeah, we should have done this earlier. <laughs> so it starts off. It's got a lot of symbolism in the video. She's, yeah. she's emptying out the seeds of a fruit. Oh, it looks like a, a ladies' part. Yeah, you don't really get too many seeds in there. A lot of symbolism in the video. Yeah. It's very raunchy. You see a woman getting a bath, you see a bit of side boob. Way. And then in comes the bass and the drums. Anyway. Hang on, hang on. Wait, wait for the... There we go. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool beat. Feel... Yeah. yeah, that's good. The final line in the song, he says, Jonathan, I can't tell you, dot, 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 I masturbate. Oh. So that's the big secret, yeah. that he jacks off. Yeah. I mean, I'd it's be ashamed sexual. of that too. I mean, too I don't I... blame him, especially this video. My God. I mean, yeah, if I jacked off, I'd, I'd be ashamed of it too. Luckily, I don't. But it's a great, it's a great, cool vibe. Mm. Um. So that's what was, that's Lima. Yeah. Um, L i i m a. Yeah. Okay. So check that out, and we will talk to you soon. Bye.